Eastern Europe is a land of tradition, rivalries, and ancient enmities. Many of the traditions commemorate battles long since fought. Krakow, the ancient capital of Poland, hosts one of the most significant traditions to Poles worldwide. St. Mary's Trumpet Call, with its broken note at the end, is played every day at noon for broadcast on Polish national shortwave radio, going out to a worldwide audience, and has done so every day since 1927, making it the longest-running serial broadcast in the world. But the history of the trumpet call, which is played at the top of the 270-foot-tall St. Mary's Tower in the Krakow Public Square, dates back much further than that. According to Polish tradition, the trumpet call dates back to the Tartar invasion of 1247. Nearly a thousand years ago, a sentry stood guard at the top of the tower to warn of fire or invasion. He warned of either event with the trumpet call. As the city lay sleeping, the Tartars attacked. The fire guard played the trumpet alert when a Tartar archer launched his arrow at the watchman, piercing his throat and ending the alert on a broken note. The Polish fire service has maintained a watch at the tower and played the trumpet call since. At the conclusion of the trumpet call, the bells are rung at noon over Polish national radio to let Poles worldwide remember the courage of the fire watch. There is no elevator to the top of the tower. The climb is up 272 steep stairs to the top. The guardian trumpet players are specially selected members of the Polish fire service who undergo arduous training for the position. A mere handful of trumpeters who are not members of the fire service have been allowed to play the evocative tune from the open tower. Likewise, it is only on rare occasion that a non-fireman is allowed the honor of pulling the heavy cords to ring the tower's bells. I learned of these Polish traditions through the American military's state partnership program, which educated me in the long and often torturous history of Poland and Eastern Europe. The state partnership program dates back to the early 1990s and still operates to support U.S. military and diplomatic objectives worldwide. With the collapse of the Soviet Union and its military alliance, the Warsaw Pact, the U.S. and NATO wanted to ensure the democratic development of the Eastern European nations newly freed from Soviet dominance. A combined effort of the Department of Defense and the State Department came up with the concept of pairing state national guards with Eastern European nations. The goal was to train the former Soviet allies in NATO tactics, while keeping the expense down by not stationing active-duty U.S. forces in those nations. It also served the purpose of not unduly alarming the Russian government. Illinois, with its large Polish population, Chicago is, after all, the second-largest Polish city in the world after Warsaw, and with its robust National Guard, paired with Poland in 1993. That relationship has steadily grown, with Illinois National Guard troops serving in combat with Polish forces 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, for the entire duration of the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. The partnership is no longer limited to the military 
but has grown to include emergency management, fire and police cooperation, and training and best practices. As the former Illinois National Guard adjutant general, or commander, I frequently traveled to Poland to participate in exercises and to develop cooperative training programs between the two nations. Due to the diplomatic nature of many of these exchanges, my wife would, on occasion, be invited by the Polish government to accompany me. During one such event, the commander of the Polish Fire Service, which is a paramilitary organization, so the commander holds the rank of Brigadier General, invited us to the noon ceremonial ringing of the bells. Meeting up in the charming town square, one of the very few not destroyed during World War II, the commander invited us to begin the climb. As the ranking officer with two stars to the fire commander's one star, I led the way. Not overly fond of heights, I raced up the stairs to avoid the anxiety of a long climb up centuries-old stones with a similarly aged wooden banister separating the climbers from the long pole. At the top, the welcoming watchman of the day stood erectly in dressed firefighters' uniforms. The unfurnished stone and wooden room stood open to the elements in the four cardinal directions. Less a room than a catwalk around the gaping hole containing the bell's pull ropes, the simple wooden railing exposed the stairs circling the 270-foot tower. The city square and the city spread out before us with the cafe tables tiny below. The National Fire Commander explained the ceremony's history to us as we absorbed the view. He then laid out our role in the noon ceremony. Annette and I were instructed to take hold of the bell ropes, precisely as the final broken note, emblematic of the broken note when the Tartar archer's arrow pierced the watchman's throat eight centuries ago. We were there to ring the bells, signaling to poles worldwide that the watch stood tall. He went on to explain that the old-fashioned-looking microphone dangling near the rope poles dated to the very first radio broadcast nearly a century before. They had tried newer microphones, but none provided the rich sounds of that early technology. Seconds before noon, the fireman began his lonely bugle call. Precisely as the broken note finished echoing off the cobblestone square, and Edna heaved on the bell ropes. Just as the bells have sounded over Krakow for eight centuries, they rang once again. Afterwards, one of the young firemen emerged from the tiny break room, which once served as sleeping quarters for the watchman, bearing a tray of champagne flutes. The commander led a toast to the fire service, a toast to Polish freedom a toast to the Illinois National Guard, and a toast to U.S. and Polish commitment to freedom. Only after the toast did the commander tell us that the last non-Polish firefighter to ring those bells in that noon ceremony was Prince Charles, two decades earlier. Stunned at the honor afforded us, we clambered back down the 270 stairs to emerge blinking in the sunlight. And that, my friends, is the story of how a curly-headed girl from Belleville, Illinois, as my wife occasionally refers to herself, and her long-serving soldier husband's six degrees of separation from the British royal family, thanks to the Polish National Fire Service. This is Bill Enyart, 
with Reflections from the River. You can email me at bill at billenyard.com. That's B-I-L-L at B-I-L-L-E-N-Y-A-R-T dot com. Audio production by Tom Calhoun. He's at www.paguytom.com. Thanks for listening.